0: I give over, like, like you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we can do it in English rather than Swedish.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I understand that.
0: Maybe, maybe, well, no, I wouldn't be able to give it a go. Like, I know no words in Swedish.
1: No, no, I'm very good and very confident in English. However, I never speak it nowadays. You know, you did when you were in school, but nowadays I don't. So I have some. You know, you just feel like rusty when you're talking mm,
0: mm. Do you learn it like simultaneously or do you learn Swedish first and then and then English?
1: Uh Swedish first and then English. But or do you mean like when you you learn language from yeah. or reading? Well, in Sweden we start learning English pretty, pretty young, like uh, maybe like eight years old, you start learning English in wow. school.
0: Wow. Yeah, I've got um, I got a I coach here and he's uh, he's Dutch and he said he learned it at the same time, like since he was super young, they kind of yeah. they taught in both languages. And I thought that was crazy.
1: Yeah, but it makes it a lot easier uh, to com- communicate in English as well. So,
0: yes, I feel like super guilty because I don't know uh, another language, but that will change one day. I'm going to learn a language
1: yeah for sure that's good.
0: I know a bit of sign language.
1: If I know you know I mean Swedish
0: No not in Swedish.
1: What did you say?
0: Uh, sign. So with your hands.
1: Oh yeah the signs no yeah I guess that I understand. We have weird ones.
0: Mm. Mm. yeah like. Um, what do they say? Uh, they say German is the closest to what English was, was, was meant to be back in the day.
1: I yeah, maybe. Does. I think I actually don't know so much about languages. I never, you know, you learn what you learn in school about them, but then kind of, you know, you have English and I have, I know some Spanish because that's what I also learned in school. And that's pretty much the only languages I've been focusing on just because of that.
0: Mm. I I heard that Swedish is like two birds singing.
1: I heard that too, but I have no idea where they got it from. (laughs) I just think like, because every language in here in the north sounds pretty much the same. So you have like... Finnish, not Finnish, but uh, Norway and you have Denmark and Sweden and our our languages sounds pretty much the same. However, we, we all kind of think that, well, for example, when Norway uh, people talk, we think like, wow, they sound like a drunk version of Swedish. <laughs> so that's pretty much how we think of each other, I think, because we I don't necessarily understand the, Danish for that matter, but we sound pretty much like...
0: Mm. I when I went over to Denmark I thought it um it sounded very similar to to German to like Central Europe but uh, my mate very much very quickly said no it's very different and shot that one down I was like okay uh touched the uh, touched the nerve here yeah
1: yeah
0: fascinating though like languages languages blow my mind like being out to- of yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've created these.
1: Be able to talk English right now.
0: There you go. That's it. Um. So let's jump into powerlifting.
1: That's yeah. Clearly,
0: that's your thing. You're an absolute badass. Uh. How did you, how did you get started on this, this powerlifting journey? Um,
1: so I started training and, you know, just normal gym training when I started high school and I kind of fell in love with, with, you know, strength training. and But what happened was that I started following all these like fitness influencers and hashtags and everything fitness on Instagram. And then I realized that powerlifting was a sport. And when I grew up, I was always like the short and strong girl. And I could beat like in arm wrestling. I could be like every guy in my class up till uh, 10 years old. So I was always small and strong. And what happened was when I found out that powerlifting was a sport, I basically just decided the minute that I found out that this is the sport for me because I always grew up wanting to do a sport. I never wanted to train just for training, but I wanted to participate in a sport. I wanted to be great at a sport, but I never found one that I could compete. in. I've been doing horseback riding my entire life wife basically but i'm you know having horses it takes a lot of money so i never had the ability to go pro or anything or compete in it i just had horses and basically just, yeah did it for fun uh, but so i found out and i said at home that i checked what uh, centers powerlifting centers There were near me and I found one uh, called Sun Salutation Club, and so I went uh, on their website and I just checked around to see how do I do this, how do I start, and uh, where do I go, where do I train, and all that. And so I said at home that, uh, hey, there's this guy at this club near in our city that's benched a world record. His name is Fredrik Svensson. Fredrik Svensson. And what my dad said was that that guy now trained strongman in the same building that my dad's uh, company uh, is. Yeah. So what happened was that my dad just someday went and talked to Frederick and asked if I could come train. So I went there, I had already tried, Scott mentioned that lift, of course, and I knew I was pretty strong and I wa- I had watched Uh, Open Nationals and I had decided that next year I'm going to be at Open Nationals and that I'm going to compete. So I came there and I just said to him that I want to compete. And he looked at my technique and just trained with me, decided what I was supposed to do. And then he started uh, writing a training program to me. And so I started uh, with his help and I had this help all until the end of 2020 and he helped me through my entire journey. And I just knew that since I began training, just powerlifting, I knew that I was going to train and well, do a competition. And then I wanted to go to nationals and I didn't know about open nationals that you had to qualify, but I did get to open nationals in exactly that time limit that I had set. Uh, Although I didn't know that there would be qualification numbers. But I managed them, so that was great. And I just started competing, and yeah, you know, that's that. And I always knew that I want to go to the top.
0: Wow, so you went to Open Nationals the first year?
1: Uh, yeah, so I did my first competition in the fall in 2018. Uh, so it's exactly three years ago today, actually. That's oh, wow. Fun. Yeah, uh, so I did my first competition then, and then... Uh, In June 2019, uh, I did my first Open Nationals. In May, I did my first uh, sub junior because I was only 17. I did my first sub junior uh, Nationals, which I won um, and did a qualification total and everything to Open Nationals.
0: Damn. Like, that's insane. Like, being able to just rock up and be like, hey, I'm going to take top spot now.
1: Yeah, kind of. And I, I think it's basically because I just knew and I had the mentality that this is where I'm going, I'm going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And so I trained for that since day one, I didn't dare to say to anyone that I wanted to be a world champion back then, because it felt like, <laughs> who am I to say that when I never even competed, but mm-hmm. I knew deep inside that that's what I wanted. I just didn't dare to say it out loud.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, um, you know, you get those athletes that like to project it to the world and, and proclaim what they're going to do. And then you got those athletes that say it in their head. And I personally, I believe that the stronger ones are the ones that y- you tell yourself. and You're like, OK, everyone else will see when it's done. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And nowadays, for the most part, it also was like I wanted it. And I've always felt like I could be a champion in a sport. That's why I always wanted it. But I never like had the confidence the feeling that I could actually could do it. Like I actually knew I can be a world champion. I think that's why I didn't dare to say it aloud. Because what if I say it aloud and then it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Then I grew. I've grown more and more confident, and I decided that the bigger I aim, sort of you know the saying, aim for the stars and fall on the treetops, mm-hmm. or fall on the moon. Mm-hmm. It's that one. So I always decide, I just decided to aim as high as possible and just whatever. Then if I say it, then I will be held accountable if it doesn't happen. I, I sort of have to make it happen as well. So that's why I also decided that I can be open about it. It's my goal and it's not going to change.
0: It's mm. so a lot of attraction, right? You're, you're manifesting what you want to happen. You're putting it out there into the world and And eventually something will come back to you, right?
1: Exactly. And sort of thinking like everything starts with a thought. And Mm -hmm. then it sort of is an idea. You know, it's this whole journey of start with someone thinking it. And everyone thinks that it's not, that this is impossible. And then someone starts trying to do it. And suddenly everyone thinks that, okay, it's hard, but it's not impossible. And then someone does it it always starts like that
0: yeah like every you know everything's impossible until it's done
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah i don't i like to uh personally i like to think nothing's impossible obviously there's there's some things that physics claims to be you know literally impossible but i
1: always think that impossible is only an opinion impossible mm. nothing it comes from muhammad ali mm-hmm I don't know the exact quote but that's the quote i have in mind
0: but it's like uh you know the the actual word is spelled i'm possible
1: yeah exactly
0: you know just so if you believe yourself
1: sign there. yeah
0: uh it's all those little exactly. things right
1: yeah so that's how i started and then i just kept on going after that open nationals i got uh, chosen to go to the Nordic Championships, um, which is oh. basically Denmark, Finland, you know, all the in here in the North, uh, Iceland and Norway and Sweden. We compete about who's the best in the North. And so I went there and I won as well, both in, both in bench press and in um, in powerlifting. And I put did some records, sub-junior Nordic records in... Bench, deadlift, in total, and Swedish records in everlift.
0: Holy shit! What what did yeah. you walk away with? What um what uh did you what were the numbers?
1: Well, back then, what did I do? I did one thirty six kilo. Yeah, one thirty six kilo in the squat. I did one. I did eighty two point five yeah i think 82.5 in bench press and i did or i did 80 i actually don't really remember it was so it was two years ago today as well and uh, but and then i did i did 161 i think or 162 i did in deadlift. Mm-hmm. i think it was like a 380 total maybe wow no or 370 60 Yeah, something like that. But basically around those numbers.
0: Uh, at what age?
1: Uh, I had just turned 18.
0: That's absolutely and, insane.
1: Yeah. But so it felt great. I did the first nationals, my sub junior nationals that I did, I did take these exact records as well. Uh, only that I, you know, I, I didn't officially, but I every competition that I did after my first sub-junior nationals was just increasing them. So I already mm. had the records when I went to Nordic, the Nordic championships. I just made, got them higher mm. before my first junior year.
0: It blows my mind, the capabilities of, of some ladies, right? And I think, um, I think it's coming to the forefront through strength spots, whether it's, you know, strong woman, whether it's uh, powerlifting, whether it's weightlifting, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's CrossFit, that, like, yeah. you know, you can, you can pull ties from that and parallel. Uh, like,
1: yeah. I think that people don't understand how, how much we are capable of. And I think today with social media, like, if I ever feel like this weight is my total max, then you see someone else wrecking that weight or you see someone uh, doing 50 kilos more than your 100, 100 kilos more. It just makes, like we said, it starts with the thought. So someone sees that and you think that, okay, this is something you can do. And when you think that, suddenly if you start putting it as a goal, you will be able to do it. You just have to give it time. But most people, they don't have like this willpower to actually give it time mm. but everything is possible and now we start seeing this more and more and the more of, a, of ladies and females that go into the sport and go into lifting, the more will be starting to be possible that we thought was impossible before. So yeah. I just think that what, what will happen in 10 years from now? the numbers will be crazy.
0: I think the 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 gap in sport between male and female is going to be reduced.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. How how much? I don't know, mm. uh, but I think that we will show that we're capable of a lot more than you would normally think. Mm. And that's something like I, my first goal with the sport was to be a world champion and it still is. And I don't just want to be a world champion. I want to be a world champion. And I want to stay up there in the top for years. So it's a long journey. It's not about just climbing to the top. I want to stay on the Hill as well. Yeah. Something else really driving me is to be the first woman to do something, to do something that no one else has and as a woman who people won't believe it's possible. So I want to do something that everyone thinks this isn't possible and especially not for a woman and that I want to do because I want to sort of inspire young girls out there and to just you can be strong Like being strong isn't about your gender like that in simply you can be strong and comes strength comes in so many ways. And that's one of the reasons that I'm doing this as well. To show other girls that it's possible. You just mm-hmm. have to set your mind to it.
0: And that's that's showing mental strength as well, right? Like regardless yeah. of how much you total and 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 how much you lift, like it doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter when it comes to this. Like it it shows your your mental strength. And then those yeah. those people coming after you can then go take that and then go elsewhere yeah. and apply it in in whatever one they want to apply it in.
1: Exactly and I, I truly believe that how you do one thing is probably how you will do most things in life. So yeah. if you can just find strength in one part of your life, if other parts of your life will get easier as well. So that's one of the big parts that I'm doing it.
0: Yeah,'m I'm, I'm massive onto habits and obviously that, that that links really very well with what you just said It's like what you do any, how you do anything is how you do everything and yeah it's it's all about those habits and creating those good habits right
1: yeah exactly and I think a lot of people are too not necessarily lazy but you know they they don't dare to put everything into something and but also it's the thing that you can be great at a lot of things but you can't be the best of everything sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to shoot something but just having strength and, and not you know, the fact that you can train your body to get stronger should also make you understand that you can train your mind to get stronger as well. And mm-hmm. that the mind is basically this, at the center of this whole thing. So mm-hmm. if you think and your goal is like this low, this or maybe this is how far you reach. But if your goal is up here, then that's sort of you will reach above the first low goal yeah. you had.
0: Yeah, it goes back to like shoot for the moon and in the stars or the treetops or whatever. Exactly. Like, you know, like
1: great quote. We've all heard it a lot of time, but it's one of my favorites.
0: Mm. Yeah, me too. Like I um I remember hearing that a long, long time ago. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. And it, it links to another quote of like so like people people don't fail because they um shoot too high and miss. Like they fail because they shoot too low and hit. They're so, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I'm Like, I'll never get into powerlifting, for example. So, and you're like, okay, well, I'll do powerlifting. And you get into it. You're like, fantastic, you got into it. But you never know your capability.
1: Yeah, exactly. But So, I think, I truly believe. But the thing is, with setting goals really high, is you also have to cut yourself some slack as well, Mm -hmm. of course. So, it's about really enjoying the journey, enjoying the process, because... If you just put goals up and your only thought is to reach that goal, and and you don't really like the process, what will happen is basically that you might reach the goal, but you won't enjoy it. And at the same time, it won't matter. So just thinking like goal setting goals high, you have to enjoy the process because when you set you should set your goals high, but if you set them so, so, so far, you might not reach them in, the, in a small amount of time. So mm-hmm. you have to cut yourself some slacks and really enjoy the journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. I think people um, like the comfort of having a dream and not the hard work of turning it into a goal.
1: Yeah, and this is something that I read once. It was an article and what it said was set goals, always work towards goals. But whatever you do, don't reach them. Ooh. And what what I, what I it got me thinking first, I was like, what? No, of course I should reach them. But the thing is, you should have a lot of different goals. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you aim sort of to not reach your goal, that's not good, of course. But the thing is, when people have a goal, and that's all the only goal they have, when they reach that, they go empty. hmm and they like they're like what next, so this is why, for me, for example, I have short term goals. And it can be a weight I want to live this month, it could be a weight that I want to live this year, a competition I want to participate in, I want to medal in or something things like that, you know, in the span of one month to a year, so a short amount of time, and then I have like. Some other goals, you know, like a vision, where do I want to be? And I have stretch goals. And these are like something that at first, when I first look at them, they seem impossible. Mm -hmm. But obviously, they don't have to be. But that's like at the end of my journey or something. And what I do with my goals, as I said, I don't just want to be a world champion. I want to stay there for a long time. So I have no time limit. This means that my goal is ongoing because the human, we always feel better when we're working towards something, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: working towards a goal. So if your goal is really short, you will reach it in a short amount of time and then you will go empty and you Mm -hmm. will lose purpose. So to have purpose in life, you should have passion and you should work towards something. And that's why I have all these different goals. So I always can feel the joy of reaching a goal, you know, because it makes you happy, but also always have something else to keep my eyes on so I don't go empty.
0: Totally, totally, totally agree 100%. Like purpose is the thing that gets you up and gets you moving out of bed every, every day, right? Like if you didn't have a purpose, you would... You would fall by the wayside pretty quickly, and like you said, feel empty. Um, I, 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 I think people like the pleasure of achievement. You know what I mean? It's that short-term pleasure rather than long-term satisfaction.
1: Yeah, and when you think about it, that that short, the, the like the joy you get very shortly from achieving something. Well, of course, it's good, but achieving if you have short-term goals you will reach this short-term joy a lot of times but you will also have the long-term satisfaction in the Mm. end so that all the time you will always work to do something you will wake up and you will know today i'm doing this because of this you invest your time instead of wasting it basically
0: Mm. Mm. i agree i agree um what would you what advice would you give to people then if they if they into goal setting what would you personally tell them to do
1: You mean like if someone started powerlifting or if they feel empty?
0: Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be powerlifting, but if they wanted to set a goal in mind, just in life.
1: Yeah, I would always say, because this is something uh, in Sweden, in powerlifting, we have these, we have the national team. And basically we have uh, some sort of like camps um, for some of the best athletes to you know, the national team, we want to keep it strong. We want to keep everyone to have a feeling of a team and basically just help every lifter to get better. And so what I learned there is this setting goals the way I do now, I learned there. And then I've all I developed my own skills and what works for me, what doesn't. But so what I would say is basically that I would ask what do you want to be different tomorrow for example how would you like to change your life living from each day just thinking about and then go what would a perfect day be for you right now and let's say in 10 years or let's say if you had just say like you had all the money in the world and you could do whatever you wanted how would a perfect day look for you then and then The day that the perfect day for you, if you had everything you wanted, that's the long-term goal. Mm. That's the long-term goal. What? Because when you look at it, it will seem impossible. Of course, it isn't impossible. So, but so that's the long-term goal. And then how will? And then you start breaking down. How can you get there? Sort of. What can you do this year? And what do you have to change in everyday life in order to get there? So that's your short-term goals, finding habits that will work for you and always having the long-term goal in mind helps you create habits that be, will be beneficial for that goal. And so I rarely speak of this because I it's, for me, it's super clear. And for a lot of people, it isn't. Uh, but so I w- truly wish that a lot more people would have the time or get help to sit down and create goals. And it's something that I try to do uh, because I work with uh, coaching. I recently started, so I uh, coach athletes and also normal people who just want to, you know, get better at training or whatever it is. If they want to get stronger lose weight, feel better, uh, whatever, I can help. And so that's what I do. And what I've been trying to get my clients to do is to actually write down their goals. So you ask them, what are your goals? And then you want to break down and start when I program what they do. I want to program it to giving short term satisfaction, but also the long term satisfaction so that they will feel a purpose every day.
0: Yeah, writing your goals down is, you know, a medium of putting it out into the world, right? You're creating it into a physical thing of like words on a paper or words on a screen or whatever it is.
1: People are dreaming, you know, they dream a lot. They know what they want, but they don't dare to put it on paper. I didn't, when I first started powerlifting, I didn't even dare to put it on paper when I wrote down my goals. And mm. that's crazy because I, a lot of people, they just, they're so stuck in believing that it's impossible that they don't dare to think of it as anything else.
0: Mm. Although- so writing
1: it down, it starts with a thought and we're back to that.
0: Yeah, although some people like having a dream and keeping it there.
1: Yeah, a lot of it. And that's obviously okay as well. Uh, <laughs> as long as you're doing what you're doing and you're happy there, that's <laughs> all that matters. And so, and uh, but every time you work with a client like I do, you try to just, in order to make them feel as good as possible and it's sort of what I want to do with my journeys, I want to inspire both with, actually helping clients the way they do now but also with my powerlifting journey which is my main focus every day and it's to inspire people that impossible is just an opinion impossible is nothing you can do everything and and that's the that's the center of everything
0: Mm -hmm. well you're definitely definitely doing
1: that yeah Mm -hmm. It's crazy because sometimes I get these messages from people actually saying these kinds of things. And sometimes for me, it's so unreal that this is where I'm at. I forget it so often that I actually am inspiring people. But every time that I hear it, I'm just, I'm so surprised every time. And I always go like, oh my God, this is the nicest thing ever because I never really get that it's real. But I love that I'm doing it.
0: Mm. yeah like you you know you you set a goal and you've accomplished it like that it's working you've you're clearly doing something correct so keep doing it
1: yeah well it's exactly two weeks until worlds now so
0: wow
1: i'm definitely on the right path so and this is your junior world and then a month from worlds i'm going to bench press worlds in lithuania
0: wow where is um where is Junior Worlds held? Uh,
1: it's here in Sweden actually, in Halmstad. So it's IPF Worlds, and I think it was around like one thousand lifters, about ten days. You know, it's a Master Worlds, it's Open Sub Juniors, every category, every weight class, classic powerlifting. So I'm on my last week of training, a heavy week of training right now towards words. I got three sessions left and then it's a deload and then it's competition and this will be my first world championship as well so this is really a dream come true and when i found out that i was going to worlds i cried for like a half an hour (laughs) like my i bust my eyes out because i was crying so bad because it meant so much to me to get the chance to go to worlds like this is only one step of my journey it's I got a lot more coming, but at the same time, just the fact that it was actually real, I started crying. Mm.
0: You're on the ladder now, right? Like you've, you've yeah. set your goals all the way at the top of the ladder to climb to the clouds, but like now you're actually on the ladder and that is, yeah. that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of where you are all the time, but it's a great journey, it is
0: so what what's the goal for for this world have you got any uh numbers in mind
1: well i do get numbers in mind i well so i got for bench press i got a bench press worlds a month out uh, a month after uh, powerlifting worlds so i actually i haven't trained singles in like anything for since last uh, fall so like for a year a year now and i haven't so i don't really know what i do know is that my national team coaches will get to put whatever on the bar that will give me a medal so i think because what you do on competition day the numbers they don't really matter what will matter is my position the medals And I know I got some really good um, competitors. So, for example, from Italy, and I know that they're really strong. And and, but at the same time, I just have right now. I'm just thinking that I'm getting as prepared as I can, and then that day I'm gonna do what I have. But my goal is definitely gonna be on a medal and on a goal. I'm not gonna go there with. I, well, of course, my goal is to win the gold medal. Uh, if it's possible this time, I don't know. I will have to see. I will, just have to do my best. But it is the goal, and it's what I'm coming there for. And maybe I have to change plans that day, but we'll see. But for me, it's just that aim high, start with a with a thought, and then maybe if it doesn't happen this year, I get plenty more coming.
0: Hmm, a hundred percent. Like, you know, everyone, every athlete should rock up to every competition and be like, yeah, I'm here to win. But at the same time, like if someone beats me, then
1: Yeah, my best lifts right now is like bench press and deadlift. Nice. So I'm just hoping my deadlift is feeling kind of good. My bench press has felt like shit for a couple of weeks. But it's just these last weeks now just started to go really well. And right now, I'm extremely strong. Nice. So that's great because I have a chance of maybe getting to go to open uh, bench press uh, worlds as well. So okay. performing in the bench press is really important for me. So that's going to be the most fun part, I think.
0: What is your um, all-time numbers on squat bench, Della?
1: So I've done two reps on 160 one in the squad. I haven't done a single in a year and my single PR is 140 on competition is 145. So I've gotten stronger. and uh, my bench press uh, single the best that I've done is 120 kilos. But I've also done like four reps for four sets on 120 kilos. And I've done fives on 115 kilos. So I don't know. We'll have to see on that day. And deadlift, I've done two reps on 192.5. I've done 205 the most. Uh, but I'm hoping to do more.
0: God damn. Um, that's, that's some big numbers.
1: Yeah, So I think that I'm nominated on 422.5 with that 145 squad, 102.5 bench press, and 175 in the lift. So I'm nominated as sixth right now. But my numbers in training, what I've done since then, have increased a lot. So it will probably be higher. But we'll have to see. Everything can happen.
0: Anything can happen on, on competition day, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like... It basically your competition could bomb out, so it could be a green light. Mm-hmm. Also, you could have someone else who's been basically not showing how strong they are, they could have increased a ton. So, someone could technically come in and be 50 kilos stronger. I am basically 50 kilos stronger from my nominated total, so anyone else could probably be too. So- mm. So everything can happen and it's just ha- going to have to show anything. I mean, but for me, it's just my, it's my first, first world championship. So I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to yeah. learn from it. And well, it's about being best at the open, at open worlds. I want to be best at the open world level. So, and it's a junior world championship. So this is mostly experiencing and just, uh, you know, being a good and proud member of the Swedish national team
0: that's massive like representing your country on a world stage that's absolutely huge
1: yeah uh definitely just getting you know the all the clothes with sweden on it and you go like yes yeah. <laughs> even though it it just feels it has this great feeling that's why i started crying so bad because it's a world championship and I will be there. Just getting the chance to say that I'm going to world championship is something that not a lot of people would have the chance to experience. So Mm. just the fact of that is something that I'm proud of.
0: Mm. Yeah, and the travel, it's going to open up too. Like going to compete in all these crazy countries around the world, it's going to be like a fascinating journey.
1: Yeah.
0: Seeing different people, experiencing new cultures, and doing squat, bench, and deadlift.
1: Exactly, it couldn't be get any better.
0: Yeah, man. Did you did you um did you always think you were gonna do this? Was there something in the back of the mind that was a little bit of a doubt, or were you like, nah, this is it?
1: You know, you mean powerlifting? Hmm. Yeah, like I said, when I was small, I didn't know about sport, but I always knew, you know we have this show in Sweden called Gladiators and it's people that are very well-trained and they're strong. And I used to watch this with my family as a little girl. And what I would do is that I would go and do shin-ups and push-ups in my bedroom all night. Like I, I, I have crazy energy and I always felt like I wanted to be strong. And I looked at sports and for me, I always knew that somehow or some way I'm going to be an elite athlete. I always knew that, sort of knew and have the feeling that I have a purpose. And then the minute that I found powerlifting, as I said, I knew it and I kind of knew from the beginning, that this is something I'm going to do. Wow. So it's right.
0: What's um? What's it like uh, strength spots in, in Sweden? Is it is it popular?
1: It is, it's getting more and more popular as well. Uh, What I did find is like strength sport for women up here in in the north of Sweden, uh, especially in the town that I live in, uh, is actually a lot less. So that has been something that I've really enjoyed getting to go here in Pite, is what it's called, and actually be a role model in a way that a lot of people haven't seen before. Because if you go south in Sweden, strength sports strength training you know gym training irregular and it's extremely important uh, popular Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people doing it but the more north you get there's more like going outside in the woods because there are a lot more woods (laughs) that what people enjoy Uh, but so it's getting a lot bigger hairs too and that's that's amazing especially being a part of it
0: Mm. so yeah from an outsider looking in like all Scandinavian countries seem so fit and healthy right and everyone plays some sort of sport and strong as hell like but it's it's always fascinating to learn what it's like actually in the country rather than just looking yeah, into I it think in that- the-
1: is a difference uh but as when you talk about like sports and especially skiing i think that we have a lot of people who are being active here in another in like another scale you know for example up here well string sport might not be extremely popular mm-hmm. but at the same time everyone a lot of people move around they go out in the woods they go camping and, and everything like that and so they're
0: healthy in that way mm, that's awesome like just trying to get people outside you know what i mean people people need that that endorphin rush you know you don't always have to be inside the gym but i mean getting people inside the gym is never a bad thing
1: no definitely not
0: oh mate i i can't wait to see what numbers you you end up putting up in in worlds like i think it's going to be absolutely <laughs> phenomenal uh you'll have to keep me posted i'm sure it'll be everywhere
1: Yeah, it will be a live stream uh, on Good Lift. Uh, So, But obviously, I will post it on my social media. I will Mm -hmm. post everything about when, where, how, uh, a link and everything. So they can just check it out there. And I think it will be massive. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy every second of it. And I, I just think like in exactly two weeks I will be competing because I compete on Monday at 5 p.m. in Swedish time.
0: Fuck, wow, that's crazy! Super excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, go and uh, go and enjoy it. Go, go kick ass and uh, just have fun. You know what I mean? Like this is, like we said, this is the start of the journey. Everything that you've done has has got you to this point, and now you're on that ladder. So, fucking shoot for the stars.
1: Yeah, I definitely am going to win. Well, right after worlds we can bench worlds. So no rest oh, yeah. for the wicked.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. I, I I really, really appreciate your time. I know it's uh it's real like finite at the moment getting getting ready for worlds. I know you want to be super zoned in on the world, so I won't take any more yeah. mental energy. So uh mate, thank you so
1: much. Thank
0: you so much. It was a blast. Go uh Go have fun. Go go relax before you get on that. Go on that. Get on that stage, and then, uh, yeah, I'll make sure we got a little cheerleading crew down here in in New Zealand for you.
1: Thank you. That's amazing. It feels great to hear.
0: No problem. Take it easy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.